week 42. Right? I don't have, I don't have number 42. We don't have a sports reference this week. <laughs> Wasn't, um, what's his name? The, the like, answer to the life. Fir- the first, the first, um, black baseball player? Oh yeah, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. How did I, how, Alex did a sports thing. Yeah, where the fuck did I pull that out? Hello and welcome. Well, no, wasn't that the wasn't that the name of the movie? Yeah, it was called 42. 42. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's Hello and welcome. See, I, I don't know sports things, I just know pop culture references. So. Fair enough. Hello and welcome. We are, we're back for another week. Episode 42. Episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode. And the answer to life, if you're familiar with uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm not. So um, that is the computer. One of the one of the main characters asks the question, "What's the meaning of life?" And the computer spits out forty-two, and that's it. Interesting. All right, we have um, two references this week. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's Nick and Alex back in studio, just us tonight. It's too early for Jake to be on because it's like <laughs> three o'clock in Oregon right now. So he is jobbing, as it were. Yeah. Um, we were on the. Docket. We supposedly had a guest today. Yes. However, unfortunately, he was um, unable to make it. Yep. But we plan on having him on sometime soon. Kevin, and we love you. That's not a dig. No, it's not. I at promise all. that was not anything we like totally malicious. Understand people. Yes, have you have other things to do. Plenty of stuff going on. Really cool. Just because we can get together every week to do this doesn't mean everyone else can. Correct. I don't know if we can talk about what he has going on. Because it is kind of a thing. Yeah, I'd like to but, wait for him. Yeah, I don't want to like blab about Stop. it and, and ruin Stop. everything. No. And go lay down. Go lay so down. we'll uh, we'll talk more about that when he comes on the podcast. Uh, we also will have Trevor. Trevor is uh, Trevor's on deck. He is. Um, we might have him next week, maybe the week I'm after. Saying. Yeah, sometimes. Um, Unfortunately, we weren't able to get a guest. Well, we did. Well, Ryan. I'll count Ryan. Yeah, we'll count Ryan as a guest for our first guest of the year. Um, So our resolution still stands. We're going to have a guest a month. That's how it's going. We're going to do it. Um, The dog is going to eat out of the toilet bowl, apparently. Don't. That's gross. And also, don't come back because you're just going to whine at me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's just talk about this week. It was another, you know, another beer drinking week. Yeah. For all of us. Yeah, we uh, there were a couple of big releases. Um, Sarah and I hit uh, four points down in Charleroi, PA. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was probably one of the highlights of my week. Um, the Dancing Gnome double underscore is phenomenal. Uh, they had quite a um, line for that. I, I mean, it wasn't outrageous because it was really cold. Yeah. But that was another reason I didn't want to go because it was like, it's expensive. Yeah. First off, and like the the cold weather is, I'm not not really about that. So. And they also had uh, some issues with labels this weekend. Is he just scratching his back? <laughs> I can't with him. Yes, he's just he's <laughs> just rolling just around on the ground. On the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him do that down here. Interesting. All right. Well, the dog is. Yeah. No. Yeah. So they had <laughs> label issues with the one on Saturday. Yes. The, the Scarlet Tanager. Raspberry wasn't the same was it no no raspberry was uh, i feel like they've had release. some they've had some they've had some bad luck of labeling <laughs> i feel like yeah but at the same time like this is a brand new series you like you would think that's that true. especially something that they've done like it's not a brand new series let's say that let's let's throw that yeah, out yeah it's first. the same same exact style as the the flower series so you yes. would think that that i mean i, I can't they have it figured out i'm, I'm sure it wasn't dancing yeah, right that's what i the canning line was looking operational. The, yeah. the labels looked like there were plenty of them when I was there on Thursday. Yeah. So the fact that they had only 80 cases mm-hmm. really scared a lot of people, I think, um, just on the message boards and stuff like that. I yeah, was... it took, I mean, it took a while for it to sell out, though. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was there at, like, three or yeah. two. And they still had probably 25 cases at that point, um, which is interesting. I think that this series is maybe not as highly touted as some of their other stuff hmm. i would feel i mean is that safe to say they, I mean, I yeah like... no i no i agree but i i will say i think there's a lot of factors in it right now you know the weather it's post holidays so maybe people aren't buying as much but like Dry we january have been, yeah, yeah like we have been we have seen like busier ones but i would say like 
generally over the last few weeks, like, it seemed kind of chill. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so, the vibes were very Yeah. Like, I, like you guys were able to get a bar seat for me on a Saturday at 2 p.m. That That's, yeah. that's not... That doesn't normally happen, so... Right. I'm, um, I would honestly just attribute it to cold weather and people try not to spend as much money, but here we are still spending that much money, but that's okay. Right. But I mean, I, still, I do want to, um, still having fun. I do want to talk about social media for a minute here. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Let's do it. So we've gotten a, a pretty big uptick in followers this week and I appreciate that greatly. Um, doesn't quite equate to plays on the podcast, but, uh, you know, hey, I mean, you yeah, know, people are checking know, out the Instagram. To, yeah, we have to, I mean, we have to take what we can get. We, honestly. um, we did start a new weekly review mm-hmm. segment that we're going to do every week. We are going to review a beer on Thursday. We're going to post it on the Instagram. So check that out. Um, let us know if we're wrong by all means, but. Yeah, sound um, off in the comments if you want. It's going to be a... I feel like this is a series that can be hard-hitting, though. I want I want to be as honest as freaking possible about it. Yeah. I, I want to be... If it's a bad beer, if I don't like the beer, I'm going to say it. Yeah. So I would hope that you're the same way. I hope Jake's the same way. Yeah. Um, we're not here to coddle anybody's balls. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. We're here to punch you right in the dick. Uh, <laughs> if we think you suck. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> and again, no, and like dis- disclaimer, and I think we said this a couple weeks ago, like just because one beer didn't thrill us or doesn't or you, negate or anything, like, yeah, doesn't, you know, we all have very, I mean, we all have very different tastes in beer. Yes. You've been doing this longer than I have. So, you know, maybe I'm not, I don't have like as refined of a palate for these kinds of things. And, you know, we just have different tastes. So... Um, but I think, yeah, yeah, no, it's, I think it would be good to be, to be, I mean, as if we're not honest on this podcast already. Right. Yeah. Um, but we, we try our hardest not to trash people. Right. Yeah. We're not going to sit here and, and blow up anybody yeah. specifically. I feel like it, sometimes it can, it can seem experiences. like that. Yeah. We, we, right. Yeah. Like experiences the, versus beers. I think it's, it's good to focus on just the beer. Yes. Yeah, and, and I think that's really what this what we're going to try to explore with this. We're going to get better as it goes, too, because that first one, I was already half in the bag. I'll be honest. Um, and I really wanted to, I, I mean, I wanted to highlight something that I knew was good yeah. immediately because, like, we want to start on a high note, right? Yeah. And I think one of the highest notes that we can hit is the underscore series yeah. because, honestly, I, I hate especially sours. Especially the double I hated ones. sours. I think the double ones, have they've, they've really impressed me. I'm they've excited. Been I'm very excellent. excited. To, well, I guess there's only been one other than this one, but I'm I'm very. Excited They're both excellent. Yeah. Um, it's sold out. Uh, they are no longer on tap, so we are talking in the past tense about this beer. Yeah. Um, honestly, if you got some, share it with your friends because it's excellent. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's something that we wanted to get into is a little bit more social media presence. Um, the the other thing I wanted to say, uh, Cans Pittsburgh is doing the Lord's work. As far as I'm concerned, um, asking asking the tough questions on Twitter and really having great interactions with people on Instagram and contests and all that cool stuff. Um, I'd like to get him on. I, I'm assuming it's a guy. Him or her. We him don't or her. Know. We don't know. D- DM um, us a picture of you. Yeah, so right. we know who you are. <laughs> or, like, uh, or like let's schedule a time to just meet and hang out. Like, yes. we don't, it doesn't have to be. I, I want to say, like, Cans Pittsburgh is really keeping everything in line. And, and they're all over the place. Like, I'm talking Dancing Gnome, Fury, uh, Yellow Bridge, uh, Leaning Cask, whatever, whatever is coming out in bottles or cans, um, they are posting it on their Instagram. I mean, they have more followers than us already, so <laughs> we're not helping anybody. But the uh, one of but the reasons why I wanted to bring up podcasts. No, so. that's correct. Uh, the one thing I did want to bring up, though, in mentioning Cans Pittsburgh was the interaction that he had with Andrew of Dancing Gnome um, because they were talking about the Bird series and how it is mainly for the brewers to try different things. It's not really like a, oh, we're going to do different hops each time. They're going to do, they're going to change the process. They're going to switch stuff around that isn't specific to one particular driving factor for the series, which I thought was really cool. That's, yeah, I think that's very interesting. Um, I hope that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's, this is time for them to like hone 
hone their skills in brewing. And even even if some of them taste similar, I, I can only assume that they're getting good information on um, right. taking notes every single time they're brewing this to just make it better and better. Oh, for sure. Um, and I mean, that's something that you, as a scientist... Um, yeah, have, it a, takes, have a very big. It, it's yeah, it's 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 actually unreal how how much you can how much time you can spend experimenting with something, and it just doesn't. It just goes nowhere. Like I was doing something at work, and I swear I did. I think like thirty five iterations of this one thing, and at the end, it just didn't work. So well, we just had to move on. But like you know, that's but that's and and it, it's very frustrating, but. I mean, well, with this, I like they're already good at making beer. So, like, even if even yeah. if it doesn't come out perfect, like they, it's still going to be pretty decent. Yeah, and yeah. We love you, their stuff you anyway, know, but it's very frustrating, and it's I, I think it's good that they're being vocal about them. Like, it's not you know we're not we're not catering to you guys with the hops. This is you know this is for us. Yeah, and like yeah. they, I mean, obviously they have to cater to their audience, and like oh, of course, they're, yeah, they're, and you know like, it's going to be hazy, it's going to be fruity, it's going right. to be floral, it's going to be. But it, it's interesting, like you know, it's not it's not just for the consumer. Like they they are all passionate about beer, and they want it to be the best that they can be. So it's it's good to hear someone say that, especially on on something something so public. Yeah, and uh, it, that leads into kind of the um, I, I had the. Uh, no more pie from Hitchhiker this week, which didn't really land for me, to be mm-hmm. honest. I um, and maybe it's too it fresh. Sound, it or, sounds very good. I mean, I still like so. Excuse me, Hitchhiker makes probably some of my favorite dark beers, and I say dark beers in general because they do make shakes, which is a porter, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. They make um an amazing amount of pastry stouts and uh, adjunct stouts and stuff like that. So to be expecting this one to be good is the right way to go, mm-hmm. right? Because they've yeah. done it so many times. Right. There's true. not... That's true. The, um, which I, I think um, that expectation is... can definitely hurt them, you know? Yes. It's, oh, no, you know, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, once you like kind of set a standard, um, it it becomes harder. I mean, you, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it you know people are expecting something, and if you don't really deliver, it might still be good, but they know what you're capable of. That's right. What I, that, yeah, okay, that's that, see th- see that that leads me to the discussion about um, black clouds versus dead sleep at dancing gnome because. We know, we know how good they can make a stout, and I think for me, Dead Sleep kind of falls flat against Black Clouds, and I understand it's like much less alcohol, and it's something they're, that they're doing they're more too, often. Yeah, yeah, they're that's two something I'm interested recipes. to. Yeah, right. So it's you know it's it, you we're not getting Black Clouds all the time. Correct. And I think I mean as I do Dead Sleep, they'll definitely get better at it. They're they're already redoing like the chocolate one, so it it'll be interesting to see how they take that. And run with it. So, and again, you know, it's it's all it's a bunch of experimentation. Um, oh yeah, no, it's constant, and that's that's what I like about craft beer in general is that you're constantly pushing the envelope. But again, sometimes it doesn't land, and that's where I was going with the um, no more pie, right? Um, so, it was a very good stout, but I didn't get hardly any of the adjuncts yeah. that they were claiming. Right, like there was maple and pine, uh, pecan, and all I got was vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I got vanilla, I got a little bit of maple, but it, it might, like I said, it might just be that, hey, you know what, sit on it for a week, try it, you know, later on down the road, and it's going to be great. Right. Yeah, that, um, Yeah. it's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure getting that balance, especially using, like, such such interesting ingredient. Like, I mean, they use Pop-Tarts, they use cereal, they use Oreos. Like, who the hell, like, how many beers have you ever had that are made with literal, literal Pop-Tarts? Like, you don't, I can't imagine they know what it's gonna, what it's gonna come out like, so maybe, maybe I hope they make it again. Yeah, I hope, I mean, I hope they make it again, and, you know, I'm, they're constantly taking notes, they're constantly wanting to make it better, so. Yeah, and that's something that, um, 
Andy is very adamant about is, you know, trying these experimental things and really like expanding what they're doing mm-hmm. because most of the time they're not just doing Oreo Speedwagon uh, yeah. over and over again. They're not doing, you know, even the whole punch series is kind of like that, right? Yeah. Where they haven't really gone back to looping back around for every year. They do the same, mm-hmm. you know, style for each month or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's that's, cool to see. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's one of my, my issues with Hitchhiker is that I, they keep trying new stuff, but I, I, some of the stuff sounds really good and I wish they would go back to it to try to perfect it. Yes. You know, and I hope moving forward they can do that and they don't get caught up in the whole, you know, making it, I mean, we already had this whole discussion on that article about like, it's not, it doesn't have to be good, it just has to be new, but like, it still has to be good, so. Right. Um, um, one thing I did uh, come across on social media this week as well was Abjuration is doing an Apple Jacks beer. Oh, that, that, <laughs> see, I think that's going to be, that's going to be very difficult because that, that's a very like, it's not really subtle, but like, I, I see, like, I get excited when you say that because I fucking love Apple Jacks. Like, who doesn't love Apple Jacks? Right. But if it doesn't taste like Apple Jacks, I'm going to be sad. So, you know, I, that's what. That's the issue is like it, it sounds so fun and like obviously it's they want to like it has to be some kind like they just want to like be hyped yes. for it. You know, oh, yeah. like and clearly like Hitchhikers had a lot of success using very strange ingredients in their beer. Some of them are good, some of them aren't. But the, I mean, just the fact that they use them is very unique. And I... I'm excited to try that Apple Jacks one. Okay. Yeah. Literal, um, just literal boxes of Apple Jacks. I great. don't know what kind of beer it is, though, because they said a final adjunct edition is getting prepped for an upcoming release. So that's all it says. It doesn't say it's going to be a stout or a milkshake IPA or whatever, but Abjuration is one of those ones where I can expect their flavor to be very forward. Mm-hmm. Just based on the stuff that I've had from them, yeah. except for that that, that chili stout, mm-hmm. right? That yeah, one yeah. was really yeah. mild on the chilies, but it had great flavor, right? So yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll go either the, way. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that, that's, that's also a trade-off. It's like, do you want it to overpower? Do you want to just you want to just like smack someone in the face with that flavor, or do you want to be more subtle about it? Do you want to, you know? And I guess that's those are decisions that they have to make and. You know, not everyone has such different tastes that, you know, one person might want something to be so overpowering that that's all they can taste. You know, I mean, that's, you know, that's just getting into the whole. People like different things. So, So, uh, well, so, and in your, so in my experience with brewing beer, the other thing that's interesting to me is it looks like from the picture on their, on their um, Twitter, they just put the cereal in a, um, Mesh bag, right? They didn't crush it up. Mm-hmm. They didn't mash it or anything like yeah. that to really like release the flavors. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that maybe has something to do with it, like the pecan, right? Or the pecans, right? Mm-hmm. Because you like a pecan is a nut. You yeah. have to really like steep that to get the flavor out of it. Oh yeah, for, for a sure. long time. Yeah. Maybe it just didn't steep long enough or whatever. You know, That's like true. that. That yeah. could be a big part of that. Right. So right. yeah, no, maybe I mean, that's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot we don't know about brewing beer. So true. we don't know how, we don't know how <laughs> these guys are making it. And, um, well, I don't think they would, I don't, I don't even know if yeah we asked if they would tell us cause you know, some of like, they have to keep their secrets and sure, they sure. want to keep an edge on competition. Even if everyone's cool with each other, they still have to, you still have to be good in your own way. So no, that sounds that's that sounds interesting. I haven't I like forgot about Apple Jacks until you just said that. Yeah, and right. I like I was want, like, is that Apple? I kind of oh, want it's Apple Jacks. I kind of want some because they obviously Jacks, didn't so. say like, oh, yeah. we're gonna put Apple Jacks in a beer because they have to say like, oh, it's apple flavored cereal, like you know. Right. Copyrights. <laughs> Trademarks. It's still uh, like one of the funniest things ever though was Jake and I did our first batch of beer and we didn't crack the grains. Yeah. So. That that just shows you our level of um, competency. Competency in the when uh, it comes to brewing realm, brewing <laughs> the brewing process. Um, but that's fine. I, you know, you have to start somewhere, 
and Excuse me. that's how all these people started. So yes, um, um, if you have the funds, if you have the time, it's it's a cool hobby. There's some really good homebrews out there. Oh, I agree. They have com- they have competitions all all all, all over, over the, the U.S. Place. Yeah, all over the world, really. Yeah, but like um, I don't know. I, I feel like these guys are really just taking whatever they can and making it the craziest possible. You know, I like build. that. I like that they're still small, but wanting to do like these crazy experiments, which I think is good because if you like, if something's not good, I, I don't know if we've ever come across like one of these super hyped beers from from one of these places that does like really weird stuff. Like I, I mean, Hitchhiker's the, the one that comes to mind, but that just like didn't work and like has like would sit forever. Right. So it's. I mean, clearly there's a demand. I I think it's nice that they're so small that they. I mean, it probably doesn't. It really doesn't kill them. To, yeah. to dump a batch. Right. Right. Like I I understand that dumping a batch of beer is like the worst thing that you can possibly do. Yeah. Um, like and and I I feel like that's a that's a personal thing too because you're sitting there pouring your life into something, right? <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, Carrie talked about this when he was on the podcast. Speaking of which, Carrie texted me out of the blue and said he liked last week's episode. Thanks, Carrie, Thanks. for listening. Thanks, Carrie. Um, we always love hearing from you, Carrie. Text us whenever. Yeah, honestly. Um, we need to get him back on, I think, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, the thing was, like he said, you know, you never want to admit defeat. Yeah. But at if the same not, time, yeah, like you, you can't put out a bad product. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you need to... It's, it's your name on the line. Right. Because if Hitchhiker goes six months and they release terrible beer after terrible beer... They're gonna they're gonna hurt themselves, right. right? So you have to have that balance of your your standby, your your seasonal releases, and and stuff like that. Um, and then you have like the brew gentleman who's a little bit bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And they they make a year round list and they make a seasonal list. And their seasonal sometimes they're they they miss the mark, right? But I don't know that. Uh, I think that's a very. I think that's a really interesting concept. I feel like that is something that we could all get behind because we have had how many discussions about whether or not we want to see places have like standard beers that they have all the time, and I, I, I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of that. And speaking of which, um, just to piggyback off of that, like the the flagship yeah, yeah. beers, um, mm-hmm. Breaking Brews. Jason, our good friend, um, <clears throat> posed a question on Twitter that he wants feedback on. So I'm going to retweet it, and we're gonna we're gonna give you feedback right now. Let me yeah. know what it is. I haven't um, seen it. So. Let me find it because it was a couple days ago. Um, but he was talking about this. Like we ran into him at uh, House on Thursday night um, because of the that was the Levante event, mm. right? And uh, super cool event. Those guys were. Really awesome, pouring some uh, stuff out of growlers that they brought from Philly. Like, um, as I'm scrolling here, let me just say one other thing. Um, correction from last week: uh, 450 North is not in Philly; <laughs> they are in Columbus, Indiana. Okay. Um, so that is uh, my bad on that one. I don't know where the hell I got that 450 was in Philly because that was wrong. Uh, but this here is their uh, question that Jason posed. Okay, he said, in search of ISO, right, feedback for an upcoming feature. Are flagship beers dying? Why or why not? Fist bump in advance for the assistance. So, weigh in on this one. Um, uh, so, I would start off by saying that I don't think enough places around here do flagship beers there's a few places grist house obviously they they have a very consistent tap list hitchhiker does a lot of the same i think like standard ipas but then they have their super experimental stuff as you said brew gentlemen um i we don't we don't really frequent enough of the smaller places to know if they do. I think Hop Farm usually has like a pretty standard. Yeah, they list. usually they have, have like, like the, the Hop Farm IPA. Yeah, and... the like one nut brown ale or something like that. You know, um, I I I can't say if it's dying or not. I wish more places would do it. I think 
I I just I still think that Dancing Gnome could benefit from having a couple that they do fairly and they have some that they do like fairly regularly. I think they're not to the point like they're not like at Grist House's level of production and I mean obviously Grist House is expanding tremendously, so they they clearly have the means to to make consistent beers, but like those are always like so good. And it's nice to have something that if you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to try the, you know, the, their new, like, sour or something. Because some of the stuff hasn't been, like, super great. Um, so let me just let me just grab a haze. Because I know it's going to be good. And right. And it, it pretty much always is. So, I, I don't know. For me, I, I like the concept of, of flagship beers but i think it's kind of a i think it's a i think it's i think it's a lot of production like how how big you are because you know if, if you're a smaller place and you're only putting out like abjuration like so like what they only have how many things on tap at once like six like if you have two or three that you're constantly making, then that I think it kind of limits your creativity. Yeah. You know, there's a whole discussion about like tying up fermenters. Yeah. And tying up your equipment right. for that long is, is tough too. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One thing I will say, I think this question in particular was geared towards the bigger bells and founders and oh, okay. uh, so Sierra like Nevada, a, like that, yeah. like that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but Hop Nation, who's another podcast from Pittsburgh, brought up a very, very good point um, in reply to this tweet. And I kind of follow what they're saying, mm -hmm. although I don't necessarily agree 100% because some of those beers are very good. But what they said was 2019 is all about beer quills, which sequels, right? So to the OGs, right? So Southern Tier made 3X IPA this year. Mm -hmm. Bells is doing double two-hearted. And, you know, the examples can continue from there, I'm sure. But right. what they said was, if they suck, you'll fall back in love with the original flagship saved. Right? Which I, I kind of... I, I get that. That, that makes, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Like, I read that's, the tweet, that's a really... and I really wanted to respond and, like, say that, yeah, I mean, that, that really that makes just a lot of sense. signed me up for... Yeah, because clearly there's a following for the original, so why not just try an expansion of that. Yeah. And it, because you're selling a shit ton of two hearted to these, you know, blue collar, you know, dad types yeah. who are, you know, cutting the grass on Saturday and then sitting down and having three or four two hearted ales. Yeah. And yeah. I, th I think, I think enough people are getting into craft beer that they're like, they're interested in that. Like they're not just going to keep falling back. They're like, Oh, what else can I try? Cause yes. like, that's what dad's been doing for the last however many years he's been into craft beer. Like, He's yeah, like trying he all this stuff. Like exactly. He, he, but he, he'll still go back to... What's the... Uh, but, but the one thing that he always has sitting on the back porch in a case is Dirt Wolf. Yeah. Right? Like, right. Victory's Dirt Wolf is one of the better double IPAs out there. Right. High alcohol, cheap price. Yeah. You know, and you can get it pretty much anywhere. And so the idea of experimenting and trying as many new different beers that you can try is a great thing. I mean, it's, it's the got to catch them all culture of craft beer, you know, as, as much as that's a kind of a cop out, I would say there's, I, I think it's, I think it's a way for, for these bigger breweries to just to get into the, what the culture is now. Um, so like good for them. I mean, you know, they they see what's happening. They they know that all these smaller breweries are doing this crazy shit. So they're like, let's you know, let's try to capitalize on that. You know, right? These are these are like large industry trends that we're seeing. You know, and I think um, even like some of the smaller guy big beer um, yeah. has caught on to that too. Like uh, one that comes to mind all the time is uh, Oscar Blues, right? Yeah. They do 1050, which is one of their staple beers. They do it basically year-round. There's, It's a 10% imperial stout, right? Not something you're going to drink every day. No. But they've got uh, 
barrel aged 1050. They've got uh, coffee, uh, like Java blend 1050, you know, blah, 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 down the list now, which is a simple idea, but it's taking that flagship and recreating it over and over again to sell more of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I, I, I think if you, if you take something and you tweak it just a little bit, enough to get people's attention but it's still like it's still focused on the original like that's so much that's so much easier of a sell than just completely doing a different kind of beer or a, just a you know just doing some weird adjunct that people don't know if they're going to like you know so i mean i think that's a good business plan because it's like Let's push the boundaries a little bit, but know that people are probably still going to buy it because they're so familiar with the the flagship one that we know and love. So I see, like th- that's what makes me think there's there's a good reason to have flagship beers. And I will say it, to bring it back to like craft beer around here, like how big was Lustra Day? Oh, they expanded. They and they did, I mean they were, they did a, a half version and a triple version, and it was so hyped because those are d- d- regular Lustra and double Lustra are two of the, are two of the the best beers that they, that they make. Right. So everyone knows they're gonna be good, and they're like, oh, that's you know, and keeping the same name, you know, this is all you know, it's a it's a great business plan because yeah. you know people are gonna be like, oh, that sounds. Awesome, and they all turned out pretty good. I mean, say what you want about them, but right. And I it mean, was, I, have... it, I think that was an incredible business move. Yeah. And I, I mean, how many times have I said they need to make do- or half Lustra again? But oh, obviously it's, it's, I mean, it's a it's a yeah. session, so they're not going to make a session in the middle of winter. Right. No, so. you're gonna you're gonna focus on stouts and box, and I mean, they still have Vellum on tap for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, not to say that anything's wrong with Vellum. I had one when we were there on Saturday, and yeah. that beer to me is basically like trying to pull in the yingling drinkers. Yeah. And it kills it. It demolishes any sort of like box style beer. And I mean, it's, it's crazy high in alcohol too. It's six and a half percent. That's, that's That's like, that's like drinking three yinglings at once. Seriously. You know? Yeah. And but it's better. It is. Oh, it's way better. You don't have to spend as much money. and Well, you can get you know, it for really cheap. So that's, right. that's not really true. And maybe it is. But I mean, if you break four down bucks, the co- if you break four down bucks the cost, for a pour yeah. is not bad. Right. There's a, there's a lot to be said for expanding your style. And, the other side of that, like you said, is really, you know, if you do these adjuncts of your staple beers, people are going to take notice. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, solid, I think, I think flagship beers are just a really good foundation to branch off. Of. I mean, like this, these are all obvious things that we're saying. Right. Yeah. But, but like, you know, it's, you can't, you can't count out. Something that's just a solid standard, like uh, beer for you, you know. Yeah, I mean, if there's something that I can appreciate, it's that if I want to sit on the couch and watch football next weekend, you know, and I, I'm not gonna sit there and crush like four, ten percent stouts. Yeah, you know, like that's not what I'm going for. I want something crushable. I want something good, mm-hmm. and I want something crisp. Yeah. Because I'm going to be sitting there stuffing my face with nachos and chili cheese fries and freaking wings and whatever else I can get my hands on. And I want to celebrate the fact that I have a beer that I can always pick up and it's always good. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't matter if it's uh, All Day IPA or Pale Ale from Sierra Nevada or... Uh, too hearted, too hearted. You know, like yeah, throw, the throw um, whatever, nugget nectar, which is I mean only seasonal. Uh, but yeah, still, you know, like but like Trogue does like uh, that. Perpetual, right? Perpetual yeah. is a great IPA. Always. Yeah. Um, there's any infinite number of these good beers out there, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's a again it's an opinion. It comes down to opinion. They might be dying because people want that new thing to be able to say that they've had it, but. Uh, but again, like I think that's 
I think that's a that's just a trend. That's just the yeah. trend in the beer community. Like, if you don't have a good fallback beer, and then all of a sudden people like don't want these weird beers that have like cereal and shit in them, like, how are you gonna survive? You know, right. you have to have something. And even if you don't make it all the time, like, you still need that. And like, that's the reason Dancing Gnome is so big because they started off making a lot of the same kind of beer and they got really good at it. So now they, they are, they are able to expand and try all this new stuff because they have that solid foundation. Yes. So I think they're very necessary. I think it's extremely necessary. And I, I think you would be, I think it's a bad move to not, to just constantly be rotating your tablets. Like I, I, just because you don't have the standard beers all the time doesn't mean you don't need them. Right. No, and that's a very profound statement. I think that, like like you're saying, I mean, Dancing Gnome isn't big enough to have a devoted tap to Lustra all the time. Period. Right? Uh, Brew Gentleman is. Right? They've been around for longer. They've, they've become more established. They have the funding. Blah, 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 blah. And so you see the size dictate how much you can devote to it, right? Um, in shifting gears a little bit here, just because I don't want to dwell on this too, too much. So I think that um, I was really impressed with four points. I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. Um, we went down there. It's an hour away from yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, I took 51 the whole way, which is basically like suicide. Honestly, because 51 is terrible. Yeah. Um, so we went down to Charleroi. Uh, it was date night, Saturday, Friday night. We went out, decided we wanted to go down there. And um, so we got there at about 4.45, I want to say. They opened at 4. Okay. We were the first people in the place. Wow. I mean, okay, it's, yeah, it's kind of in a weird location. It so is. But it doesn't really surprise me. I was not surprised by the clientele that showed up as we were there. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I, I, the, everybody was lovely. Don't get me wrong. Um, the bartender, Tony, she was awesome. Uh, she has six kids. <laughs> like um, Her husband is the head chef at 4th Street Barbecue, which is like their um, sister restaurant. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they have a restaurant. They have the, the tap room. Okay. Two completely different menus. Had no idea that there were two completely different menus. I was like, oh, well, yeah, we're just going to get the, you know, whatever. And um, so we got the, the meat platter, which, I mean, why why would you not get something called the meat platter, right? <laughs> that sounds like everything I've ever wanted <laughs> in, like, so many different ways. Oh, my God. It was so good, though. The food was incredible. I, I bet it was. Um, so, yeah, her husband's the, the chef, and... So we're, we're talking to her a little bit as we're sitting there and we're trying to like figure out what beers we want and we're getting, you know, half pours or 10 ounce pours of uh, a couple of the, the higher alcohol ones and stuff like that. I had their, um, they, had, they did a raspberry stout as well. Um, Cinderlands did one as well. Midnight Ramble. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Which was way too much raspberry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was very interesting, but uh, it was a lot of raspberry. Yeah. It was uh Kind of, kind of too much for me. Right. It was, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I enjoyed it, but it was one of those like you. After one of them, you don't need another one, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a four pack of it, <laughs> but they did one, and I forget the name of it off the top of my head right now. But it was much more balanced than that. And I, I mean, a raspberry stout like is not something that you typically see. I mean, I guess it's maybe this time of year that a lot of people are doing it. Yeah. But I will say, I think that overall, I um, I really liked it. Uh, but then we we went into their you know standards. They we did we had a couple of the Sarah and I were splitting beers at this point, right? Yeah. So we had the uh, Pale Ale, the Fourth Street IPA, which Alex and I are drinking right now. Which we haven't talked about it yet, but it's very tropical. Yes. Um, and very hazy and like super light. It does not taste at all like it's six and a half percent. So extremely crushable. And yeah. And um, I'm, I'm very much enjoying this. Everything they do I've not had do from, cans. Everything I've had from Four Points so far has been 
top notch. So mm-hmm. we're I'm very excited about them. I hope they do cans at some point. I hope they do. Right. As of right but now, they don't. Like they've only still... been open for six months. Right. Like, we were there, and I'm talking to her. When the beer's like, this good, I don't care if you do cans or not. Right. Honestly, I will go and get Crowlers, um, which we did. We got uh, three or four of them to share around and, you know, get get some people some stuff that maybe you wouldn't get normally. Right. Um, especially the guys up north, uh, Sean and his crew. Uh, those guys are truly some of the saints of craft beer hood. Um Yes, Sean, they carry. They constantly carry the teams on their backs. Sean has a very green for us, by the way. Oh, just throw it out there. I think he just. Uh, it might be one that we're gonna have to share like together. Yeah, but, um, yeah, he's. Uh, we love those guys, um, Bill and Matt and Mike. All uh, they all live in the same neighborhood, which is the weirdest part. It's so funny. But they like, all, are all their kids like friends? Well, so all their kids are different ages, okay. like. Sean's kids are five and three, um, or four and th- I don't remember how old Grayson is. Um, but, like, uh, I, w- I, w- I was out there to drop off some beer over the weekend, and, you know, he's showing me around, and he's like, oh, yeah, my mom lives two streets over, and then there's Mike's house, and there's Matt's house, and there's Bill's, like, and just, like, pointed around the neighborhood. It was hilarious. Um, so, <laughs> uh Anyway, the, the point being, um, Four Points Crowlers, honestly, like, we always talk about can design, and these Crowlers are so simple and so clean. Yeah, they're very, right? like, very I love beautifully their aesthetic. designed. I do. I love it so much. Um, but you walk their into glass, the place. That glass you have from them is seriously oh, one so of the coolest cool. glass. It's, it's, a, it's a really, it's an odd shape. Yeah, it's it's a it's it, not odd. I mean, it's it's like it's a shape you don't see very much. Right. It's I think it's called a it's it's an imperial pint maybe. Okay. I think glass because it's, it's the coolest thing. And I, I mean, you can't go wrong with gold foil. No. I want no, gold no. foil on everything. I want a yes. full gold foil glass. Those Cinderlands glasses are the sickest things I've ever. Oh, seen. I know. I know. Um, my favorite though, it was just classy as fuck. Walking into the place, it was a brew day. Mm. On a Friday. Okay. Right? Yeah. Smelled like heaven walking in there. Like, it was just... It was super hot. <laughs> what does it look like in there? How big is it? Give, I want, okay. like, all of so, the details. They have an upstairs area. I don't know if it's just tables or whatnot, but there's, like, a staircase when you walk in. But, like, the the outside of the place looks like a house. Okay. Like, it just looks like somebody's house. There's a, there's a handicap ramp and a stair... Like, staircase. Um, but you walk in... And the bar is to your left, and it's very industrial looking, right? It's it's very much that like motif. Yeah, very um, on par with pretty much every other brewery that's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> exactly. There's no, um, there's really not a whole lot of tables. Like they have a couple of tables, but it's mostly bar seating, right? Okay. Like the bar seats probably twenty. Which I so it's I long. Like, I like. I like, like, Hitchhiker has a massive bar like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of that same size. Yeah. Like, as the bar area in Hitchhiker. But it's, like, spun so that the door is on the end. Okay. Right? So you walk in, and there's the, um, they have their tap list, which is a bunch of wood paneling, like, with the names on it and the ABV and the number. And you order by number, right? So you can say, oh, I want a number 14, I want a number 12, you know, whatever it is. Uh, they have a ton of taps, though. They have three nitro taps, one of which is their cold brew coffee. They do in-house. Actual, it's just coffee. It's just coffee. Zero oh. percent alcohol. Um, they have uh, mead on tap and cider on tap as well. Not theirs. It's like... Right, apis mead. And I like I like when people do that because I, yeah, it's, I, it's a cool I know a couple. Fr- I know I have a couple friends that are that are that have gluten allergies and stuff. So it's good that you can bring other people there and they kind of have something for everyone. Exactly, exactly, and and I like that too. But like they their tap list is extensive. Um, they have a, a which is crazy for someone that's only been open for six months. Clearly, this has been in the works for a while. If they're able to produce that much, like yeah, because they had like they sixteen probably, beers like, on tap. That's easily. A, that's insane. That's, like that's wild. I want to say I think they have like a twenty-four tap system, but three of them are nitro, right? They had a they had a stout on nitro, 
They had um, one that I didn't try that I kind of wanted to was the strawberry milkshake um, thing. I, I don't know if, if it was an IPA or what, but I sent you the picture of the tap list. Yeah. But um, super cool atmosphere. Like it wasn't, it got busier as we sat there for a while because like we left at like six thirty, seven o'clock and I mean, being there for two hours, you get to see like all the people coming in after work yeah. and like, especially on a Friday. Oh yeah. Everyone's like ready to drink. But I mean, a lot of people came in and got like two or three crawlers and left, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's the crawler game is strong there. And of course I ordered my crawlers and the crawler machine breaks. <laughs> So it was like making a weird noise or whatever. And they were like, nah, just run it. It's fine. Like, <laughs> so, okay. I mean, I got all the crawlers that I wanted, so it wasn't a big deal. Good. Uh, <laughs> um, the food was incredible. Uh, shout out to Pittsburgh Craft Beer for the suggestion on the 4th Street, though. This beer is phenomenal. Um, I did have their two newest ones, the Fallow Field Street and uh, batch 50. So they hit batch 50 in about six months of being open for their IPA. So it, it's a standard 6% IPA. Nothing really stand out or outlandish about it. Like it wasn't like fruit adjunct or anything crazy. It's just a really solid IPA. Yeah. And sometimes that's just what you need. But uh, Sarah had the nubulus. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't, I don't know how to say that word. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, well. Um, N-U-B-I-L-O-U-S. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, come up with your own pronunciations and sound off in the comments. Right. With your best rendition of that word. Hey, fourth wall. How you doing? We're back for another week. <laughs> and we're going again. Go ahead. So, dipped out of there. And Sarah was driving, so I was consuming most of the beers. Uh, <laughs> so we stopped at Insurrection on the way home. Which we don't get to very often. Okay. But they had three different can offerings that they've had for a couple weeks. So they're not selling out of cans. They don't have a line out the door. It's not outrageous. Um, Where is that exactly? They're in Heidelberg, right on Washington Pike. Okay. So if you're on 79, you get off at the Heidelberg exit, and it's right there. Um, they are right next to a police station, so don't park in the police parking spots. Yeah. They will yell at you. They will. <laughs> I mean, they're nice about it. Don't get me wrong. Like the one time that uh, Sarah's friend Lauren parked there, and they were like, uh, "Hey, you you can't park there." Well, that's good that they are but, cool about it. Oh yeah, they're 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 really not dicks. Um, and I mean, Insurrection expanded a lot in the past year, so it's cool to see that they have cans consistently. And so I got uh, one of their stouts was the um, uh, Morning Sky. I forget what the the name of it is. But, oh, Paint by Numbers. Paint by Numbers, Morning Sky is the name of the beer. Um, really good. Uh, it was only 18 bucks a four-pack, though. That's good. For a 9% stout. That's very reasonable, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the ones that they had, they had a couple of IPAs and stuff, and I didn't really enjoy as much as I probably would have wanted a four-pack of it. So that's why I didn't go with that. I went with the stout. But there's um, something to be said about being able to keep those cans in stock. Um they were somewhat busy when we got there. Um, all the tables were full, so we waited like 15 minutes to sit down. But um, we had a couple beers, a, a couple tasters, and a full pour that we split, and, and then we took off. Uh, so I mean, it was a good, uh, good experience. I, I love Insurrection. Their food is incredible. Um, if we hadn't eaten our weight in meat at four points, we would have definitely eaten there. But, um, yeah, check those guys out for sure. I, you need to get down there. I do. Yeah, yeah that's one of those ones. Of, like, there's they're, a lot they're of, like, near outer, outer places that I really need to go to. Like, I want to go to Yellowbridge, definitely. We, I would love to go there. We I need to get to Helicon. We need to get back to Helicon, though. Because I've, I've been to Helicon, and they were just starting out. Yeah. Um, apparently, they have 30-some-odd pinball machines now. <laughs> which... I don't. I, I mean, that seems like a good hitchhiker. Like, I'm gonna throw hitchhiker a bunch of, wishes. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, I agree. Um, <laughs> and then Saturday we did the beer run, and everything yeah. was uh, uh, very entertaining. Yeah, we finally tried Pita my shawarma, which oh, was very good. Yes, we're very we're very. Pita my shawarma is honestly find them right now if you can. If you're listening to this and it's 
during normal business operations. Just, uh, just, just stop just and get pop some. by. Like, why not? <laughs> um, I just got the hitchhiker email. Uh, so let's run through that real quick. Uh, so they have, uh, three repeats coming back this week. They've got Bane of Existence. They've got Whole Punch Jelly Donut and Cocachino Coffee Porter made with coconuts. So look out for those this week. Uh, anything else? Oh, oh yeah. We wanted to talk about that, um, article from Brews and PA. Yeah. So Alex, I know you didn't read it. I didn't, but give me some highlights. I'm, I'm ready to react. Basically. So the, the title of the article was stop saying there are too many breweries in Pennsylvania. Yes. Stop, stop asking if there are too many breweries in Pennsylvania. So, basically what they were saying was, yeah, we can all sit here and talk about how the bubble's going to burst and blah, 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 whatever. But at the same time, their, their big point was, don't focus on it being a competition because it's not with most brewers, right? Yeah. Most of these guys are very cool with each other. They're very happy to see somebody new pop up in their neighborhood because most of them are not competing directly. Yeah. Right. And I mean, some of them are, don't get me wrong, but most of these guys will shake hands with the owner of the next place down the road and go, man, that was a great beer. Yeah. Right. So that was their, that was their big takeaway from the article. We can, yeah. I mean, we can all live in harmony. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to beer. Well, we can't all live in harmony PA. Okay, I'm sorry. That was so, so fucking stupid, Alex. You're so dumb. Oh, Jesus. Why does anyone let you speak ever? Thanks, Dad. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, no. I, um... Yeah, I... I... I mean, obviously... Okay, so we, we spend a lot of time on here talking about these breweries and uh, talking about what we want to see, what we don't want to see, but... We still like to sit back and just enjoy all of the places that we can go and enjoy beer. You know, yeah. like we we have a lot of thoughts and we have a lot of opinions. Obviously, we've been doing this for 42 weeks somehow. No one knows why <laughs> right? or how. <laughs> um, but like maybe we should just take a couple weeks and just, you know, I mean, we, we kind of coast and we kind of talk about whatever we want. But I don't know. It's It's just it's cool to see so much happening in this city that we love so much. Right. And I think honestly, like you walk into these places and and you see the same bartenders everywhere. You see a lot of them like rotating through different, um, like, I mean, places have employees and then those employees are no longer there and then they pop up somewhere else and yeah. they're doing just fine. Like, I mean, right. our good friend Ian, Yes. Right. And yeah, and you see, I see so many of like bartenders from other breweries at visiting other yeah, breweries. At yeah. other breweries. <laughs> like, so, like, no one, it's, I don't think it's, you know, obviously everyone's in it to make money. Like, at, at, you know, at some level, that's pretty much what they're doing it for. But they, that, they realize that everyone else, I just think all of them kind of have something unique about them. Right. And they all have different things to offer and what you want to do. like, And they're even, very happy to serve you, I think, is the other thing. Is that, like, no matter what, if you're there on a Friday or a Tuesday or whatever, there's no negative to being at these places, right? Yeah. Like, you can go and enjoy a beer wherever you're at. Yeah. You know? There's not... Um, one thing I will say, like you said, the, 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 there's a lot of commingling mm -hmm. with the breweries and with their staff and whatever, but um, just happy that we don't have to rely on our desert island beer, Yeah. right? Like you can say, yeah, I need that. If I was stranded on a desert island, this is the only beer I would drink, but we don't have to do that, Yeah. <laughs> right? And we're I very mean, fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still <coughs> up and coming, and we, uh, we're very excited for the future. But um, Welcome, Sarah. Yeah, hi, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Just just keep freaking making them. I mean, obviously, it's going to hit a certain point where 
it's not sustainable for all of these places to be as successful, but th- I don't think that's anytime soon. So I, I'm, I, I think we're all just very content with the way the Pittsburgh craft beer scene is and the Pennsylvania craft beer scene is right now. And I think that's what we kind of, that's kind of what I took away from the Brewers and PA article too, is that no matter what, you can enjoy drinking beer, mm-hmm. right? So you can get what you want. All I mean, if you're around the city of Pittsburgh, there's how many places? Thirty, thirty plus places you can go. Yeah, and they all and have there's supposedly twenty four more opening. Yeah. this year. Like just here? Yeah, just oh, in Pittsburgh. Shit. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, we had there were in the last 6 months of last year. You're talking four points opened up. Uh Enix opened mm-hmm. up. Um I mean, you can go down the list and uh, but these places don't really like the new ones are not pigeonholing themselves into one type of beer either. Yeah. Like Leaning Cask or Strange Roots or yeah, I mean, Dancing I think, Gnome, really, right? I think they all really understand that to be successful, you can't really... I mean, I think... Honestly, I think uh, Strange Roots got in at a good time to, to like just be specific yes. into one type of beer. Because I don't think anyone else could open up right now and even like contend with them. No. No, no, no. And I think that's the, the one thing that uh, I will say about like in general like the craft beer industry you see these places pop up that are very specific um decadent comes to mind right uh evil twin has their ipas their stouts you know that they have a very specific market um one that uh one that i don't know enough about that i'm really kind of sad to say that is um horus Agedales out of California, right? Like we've had Rock, their collaboration with Dancing Gnome, and I've um, we've seen them at a couple beer festivals, but they had the the Hoot Nanny this weekend with Hop Culture, and like the place looked absolutely packed. It was a different type of event for them because it was only one session, it was four hours long. They had a freaking live owl there like hop culture knows how to throw a party that's that's just like <laughs> a live owl i feel like that's not that's probably not as difficult to to get right no i'm sure but would... like but like it's so ridiculous it is ridiculous no. <laughs> because, i mean the... they just i they're just in it to have fun they really are oh, yeah, and yeah they, like they, they are they are literally just doing it their own way and, and it's amazing uh, it I, I love it i love like the um just the camaraderie amongst everyone and um, Horace, they, um, I forget what their, uh, crap. They had a charitable, uh, piece to the Hootenanny. Like it was a fundraiser. Yes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) that was what I was trying to say. It was a fundraiser. I can't remember what the source or what like who got the the funds, but that's the cool thing about hop culture is they're not just in it to make their own money. They're there to provide a service to to build up an industry that has the money to spend and spends it in a way that's profitable to the little guy. Yeah, you know, like that that's cool to me, and that's something I don't know if I brought this up last week or not. But um, that's something that you don't see with some of the bigger chain beer festivals, right? Like the Brews of the Berg is a great event, I'm sure. Um, I don't know that I, I've never been, but I don't know that they do a whole lot of uh, philanthropic, philanthropic nice. work. Yeah. Um, so the fact is, if you go to these hop culture events, you're you're Paying the extra money, like, I mean, it's not cheap, don't get me wrong. No. 60 bucks for all you can drink for three hours doesn't really sound that bad, honestly. But you could pay 30 bucks and go to, uh, you know, a local place, you know, for 
three hours or whatever. Yeah, and like, uh, but, and obviously it's not like we're not doing every single one of them. But no. they, it's not like they have a ton. Like they like we've they, been to the the two that they've, or we're going to be at the two that they've had in the six months that they're in the in the six month time span that they had them in Pittsburgh. So yeah, but it's good. No, it's good that they they travel all around. So I don't have to drop. $65 every month to right. do a beer festival, you know? <laughs> and obviously, like, that's not, like... No, but we will be them. at Juicy Brews Late Night in the late session, yes. 8 to 11, Saturday the late, night. The late, late night session, yes. That That late, late, though. Um, there's really no negative to what they're doing, though. And I can honestly say... I think that uh, hop culture is probably one of the most fun um, internet magazines that I follow. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, at this point, though, I think uh, I think that's pretty much all I got this week. Um, we too. talked a lot about beer. We did this talk week. a lot about beer. We didn't get off track at all. So, no, good for Alex, us. Um, I just want to wrap up with. So we, we did bust open a double underscore raspberry. Yes, please talk about this beer. I Okay, I do wish it was colder. I do like my sours very cold. Um, so this one's been sitting down here for a little bit. It tastes like you literally grabbed an, you grabbed an entire pack of raspberries and just dumped it down your throat. And I, I think it's, it's incredible and it does not taste like it's 8%. Seven and a half? Seven? Seven percent. Which is still very high for a sour. Um, and I I truly think they outdid themselves with this one. So, yeah. I, uh, I just can't wait to see what they come out with next. They have one coming up, I believe, on the 21st of February, which is exciting. Uh, we love to see their sours. Uh, hopefully it gets a little bit warmer uh, for the next one, because this one was kind of cold, and I tried to to start not spending money, uh, so I didn't go on Thursday, but ended up spending money Friday, Saturday, so, you know, I probably could have gone, but I didn't have any alcohol during the week last week, and it was, it was a good week. It's, uh, it's amazing how much better you feel at work when you aren't hungover, and I think anyone that listens to this podcast can agree with that. Um, yeah, so I think, um, uh, I think looking forward, I, I don't know if there's any releases coming up. As Nick said, Hitchhiker has a couple coming out that they've done before, and I, I can't imagine they'll sell out, so if you're listening to this anytime this week, make sure you, uh, run to Hitchhiker, grab a, grab a four-pack, grab a draft, and, uh, enjoy enjoy the warmth. It's going to be a cold one this week, so make sure you guys stay warm out there. Um, yes. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be brutal. But, uh, yeah, we're excited to drink some more beer this week, and um, we, we will have several, several more thoughts and opinions next week. Hopefully we can get um, Jake back on the podcast at some point, and and some guests that we have coming down the pipeline here. So. Yes. Uh, gear up for Super Bowl Sunday, right? Um, Drink fuck, some good beer. Fuck the Patriots. Um, sorry to all of our Boston followers for that. But if you want to <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's, I, I'm like so unbothered when it comes <laughs> to sports. Like, I don't even... It doesn't even make sense to me that people would be that into it, but... I just, you know, I just don't get it. There's some things that I guess I'm way too into that people probably wouldn't get either. So, that's fine. All right. Um, yeah. I makeup think, contouring. Like. I did. I There was a phase <laughs> I watched a lot of makeup <coughs> tutorials because I think I've said that on the here before. Yeah, we talked about it a couple makeup, weeks ago. Yeah, because makeup is, is insane. Um, the things that people can do. Oh, no, that was last crazy. week. That was last week, yeah. Was it last uh, week? Oh, God. I can't wait to listen to that one. That oh, one was boy. A, that All right. Um, a... Yeah, last week was a shit show. Yeah. I, think I really we, think... I think we corralled it. I think yeah. we corralled it. I think we got back to, back to basics here. This, I will say, um, yeah, so if you're listening this far into the podcast, drop us a line with what you're drinking for Super Bowl Sunday. Um, because honestly, it's an American holiday at this point. 
I feel like everybody gets together, people hang out, they have parties, they have... Even if you have no stake yeah. in either team. Exactly. Like, like this weekend, I am definitely going to get a strong IPA, I'm going to drink it while I'm watching the game and pay attention to the commercials more than the game itself, but I'm hoping I, that the Rams pull it out, honestly. Um, yeah, well, uh, maybe we'll discuss our favorite commercials if I even watch any of them. Right. Or, well, so we'll probably and do... The, and the very weird halftime show that is going to be Maroon 5 and Travis Scott, so I'm, <laughs> I'm actually just interested to see what, what happens with oh, that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jake loves Travis Scott, and I don't really mind Maroon 5. I think that, for some reason... <laughs> Somehow, they've stayed relevant this whole time. I wish that they would make more music like they did back in the day. But, Songs you know, About Jane, one of the best albums of 2005. Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> not kidding you. I think of the I think of the 2010s. It's, it's a really solid album. I it really is. I want to go listen to that now. Um, yeah, but, yeah, okay, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll have some Super Bowl thoughts, I'm sure, and we'll, uh, we'll have some more beer to drink. All right, obviously. Alex, throw out a score. Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to say... 28 28 14. 28 14. Yeah. Which team? Who's playing? The Rams and the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to pull it out. 28 14 Patriots. All right. Um I'm going to go ahead and say it's a, it's going to be a little bit closer than that. Okay. Um I think that the Rams are going to score some points. So right. I'm going to go with uh 31 28 uh Patriots. I I feel like they're just going to win even though I don't want them to. Uh, so we'll say 31-28 Patriots in the Super Bowl, um, and we'll we'll uh, we'll see if either of those are anywhere close. Right. <laughs> uh, we we're gonna catch you guys next week. Yes. Cheers and drink the good beers. <laughs>